Slice Audio. On this episode of Bounce from the Roadhouse, we talk Snapchat drones, manthers. We learn what a manther is. Also, the boss versus Kid Rock. Which one would you choose? Dog farts causing debt and so much more. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and some stars. Plus, follow us on Facebook, Amy and Brandon, The Roadhouse, and on TikTok, The Roadhouse Show. Get in touch with us anytime, 605-389-3456. Bounce from the Roadhouse! we got to respect the UPS drivers because they've been through a lot the past few years. Yeah. And now that Amazon is taking over the world, they're just busy constantly now. I know I keep my UPS driver busy. Yeah. But this certain UPS driver in Chicago is in jail now. Uh Uh-oh. He stole $187,000 worth of Louis Vuitton packages. Which is really like three. It would be, yeah. (laughs) It would be really hard, you know, seeing all these beautiful louis vuitton purses do you really see him i can just smell him right now uh he's 26 years old he was taken into custody wednesday he saw all these louis vuitton packages and instead of taking them to the recipients he went and just dropped them all off at his house he's like i mean yeah i'm just gonna go ahead and keep these and i'm just gonna kick back the rest of the day don't have to deliver anything what do you mean you didn't get your package (laughs) that is inexplicable that is un- unfortunate. See, if he would have gotten away with this, it yeah. would have worked out. Because $187,000 worth of purses, yeah. now he has to pay $100,000. Wow. That's it. I know. He got a deal, really. Paying hundred grand for $187,000 worth of merch? That ain't bad. Mm-hmm. Did they did they claim the purses? I would assume you know they were able to get most of them back. But do you even see them when you're delivering? When you're a UPS driver, you don't actually see what you're delivering do you i mean you've never ordered a louis vuitton purse have you no they are sent certified mail (laughs) they are in an extravagant package Uh, they are highly well packaged actually it's quite it's quite a beautiful experience well there's your problem you need (laughs) to throw in a forking box like everybody else and just send it and then have the package inside that because otherwise it's like here steal me or you throw it on your porch they throw it on your porch? You expect a pirate? Oh, no. Por- porch pirate, whatever? Handmade, hand-delivered. They have to be signed for. You can't Uh-oh. just drop a Louis Vuitton purse off at a front door? What are you thinking, Brandon? I don't know. You know, I know. Look, I'm way into Louis Vuitton, as you can tell. And my wallet is definitely a Louis Vuitton. My underwear are Louis Vuittons. And they're handmade. And I understand they come in a very nice package. Actually, I don't. I'm learning this as I go. You're wearing Louis Vuitton underwear? Do they not make underwear? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. I made that up. I don't know. So going back to respecting UPS drivers, I highly respect this guy because he likes Louis Vuitton purses. A little too much, though. Recalls. Recalls. Everybody loves a good recall. Yeah. Unless it involves you. (laughs) But Ford has actually announced a recall of more than 250,000 Explorers. You wow. know, the SUVs? <laughs> yeah, if you have one of those, you're going to want to bring it back because you're going to park it on a hill and it's probably going to roll away. Wow. We're talking the models from 2020 through 2022. What's crazy is they're not sending notifications out until June. Uh-oh. That's a month away. Yeah. Hopefully you don't roll away. Yeah, make sure you're watching your Explorer. What if somebody parks on a hill well, and they're... Ford Explorer rolls away. They better give you a new one, darn it. It says that the drive line is malfunctioning. Yeah. So if you don't have if you have your parking brake set, you're good. Yes. But the the, the tranny will just let go <laughs> and run away wagon. I don't use my parking brake. <laughs> I don't either. I Mostly think, because my vehicles are older and none of mine work. So <laughs> I think parking brakes are for sissies. No. I think they do help. And they kind of save your tranny if you park on a hill. <laughs> I mean, like here in our parking lot, you know. It's I used to get flat, so but. mad when I would get into the the vehicle, the station vehicle, and I go to go to a location or something, and I drove the entire <laughs> way there with the parking brake on. Oh boy! No wonder the <laughs> we had to get a new engine on it. Stinks like brakes bad, and yeah. Oh geez, yeah, you yeah, gotta check for that. It's parked on a flat surface. Who put the parking brake on? There's people who do the parking brake every time they park. Why? 
because it's called a parking brake for a reason. They're for hills, not mm. flat surfaces. I mean, hey, that's not everybody's beliefs. You know, everybody's like, you put it in park and you use a parking brake, especially if they're used to like driving a manual transmission, then they use the parking brake always, you know, because... Well, I guess if you're a Ford Explorer owner, you better be using that parking brake. Or definitely turn into the curb. Brandon, what is the longest you've ever worked at a company? Like how long? How many years? Uh, I think my last job, I was there for 10 years, just about. That's pretty good. Maybe just shy, but I was in that nine and a whatever year. But yeah. Okay. Uh, how many different places have you worked in your life, you think? Just a quick guess. Dozen. Yeah, me too. Like, there's a lot. Or there's a gentleman who can count them on one finger. Hmm. Just one. A man in Brazil. His name is Walter Ortman. He turned 100 this month. Wow. And he recently set a new world record for longest career at the same company. He's worked at the same textile business for over 84 years. That's crazy. That's longer than some people live. Yeah. He started in the mailroom in 1938 at the age of 15, got promoted to sales, and now he's the sales manager. 84 years later, he wow. still drives himself there and has no plans to retire. So technically, he re-breaks his own record every time he gets up every morning and goes to work. That's crazy. And I looked at a photo of him. He looks darn good. For being a hundo? Yes, 100 years old. Huh. That's crazy. You know what? That's something that I've noticed that has changed. I've, I've always thought this. But my last job, when I worked there for 10 years, long time, there was somebody who had retired there, and it was also his only job. Nothing like this, though. But he literally got out of high school, went into the Army, did his four years, got out of the Army, started working at that place, and worked there until he retired, which... I think he was in his 70s, late 60s. Amazing. So, I mean, you know, he put in whatever, 40 years, whatever that was at, at the same job. But that's half of what this dude did. Talk about not liking change. Right? Wow. What the, if you were to, like, get laid off right now? Would he try to find another job? Just imagine that interview. So, uh, what's your insurance plan look like? Yeah, I really need to get in on the 401k. Back in my day, they just called it the 1k. <laughs> now they've added 400 other numbers. Yeah, let me guess, you want to double down on your life insurance. It's a feel-good moment. A shop owner placed a sign above his door that said, Puppies for sale. Signs like this always have a way of attracting young children. And to no surprise, a boy saw the sign and approached the owner. How much are you going to sell the puppies for, he asked. The store owner replied, anywhere from $30 to $50. The little boy pulled out some change from his pocket. I have $2.37, he said. Can I please look at them? The shop owner smiled and whistled for the dogs. Out of the kennel came Lady, who ran down the aisle of his shop, followed by five teeny tiny balls of fur. One puppy was lagging considerably behind. Immediately, the little boy singled out the lagging, limping puppy and said, What's wrong with that little dog? The shop owner explained that the veterinarian had examined the little puppy and had discovered it didn't have a hip socket. It would always limp. It would always be lame. The little boy became excited. That is the puppy that I want to buy. The shop owner said, No, you don't want to buy that little dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. The little boy got really quiet and upset. He looked straight into the store owner's eyes and pointed his finger at him and said, I don't want you to give him to me. That little dog is worth every bit as much as all the other dogs and I'll pay full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 now and 50 cents a month until I have him paid for. The shop owner countered, You really don't want to buy this dog. He's never going to be able to run and jump and play with you like the other puppies. To his surprise, the little boy reached down and rolled up his pant leg to reveal a badly twisted, crippled left leg supported by a big metal brace. He looked up at the shop owner and softly replied, Well, I don't run so well myself, and the little puppy will need someone who understands. And that's a feel-good moment. I think we might have solved the problem for people being on their phones while they're walking and then getting mm -hmm. hurt, some people getting killed, yeah. Snapchat might have the answer here. They're coming out with a selfie 
taking drone. It's called the Pixie. And it pairs with your phone and takes photos and videos of you. It's about the size of your hand, weighs less than four ounces. And unlike most drones, you don't control it. Oh? Yeah. It can do four different things. Hover in place, orbit around you, take a video as it flies away from you, or follow you around as you walk or run. Hmm. This is kind of cool. They say it can, can do five to eight videos on a single charge. And when you're done recording... You just hold your hand out, and it lands on it. Crazy, right? It's a you little can, trippy. You can order it from Pixie.com, which is P-I-X-Y, for $230. Oh. Or $250 if you want an extra battery and dual charger. Naturally. I don't mind the idea. I think it's kind of cool. I think it's cool. Not $250 cool. I mean, I do think that that technology is worth that much money. However, I personally don't think I need a $250 drone Snapchatting me and then landing on my hand. That's creepy. It's kind of cool. You know, it's super cool. It's kind of like Jetsons. Yeah, the Jetsons. Except for you're walking around trying to take a Snapchat in the South Dakota wind and your drone's gone. Oh, All of a sudden, you got to go to Nebraska to pick it up. But it'd be a cool Snapchat. There's this woman on Reddit. She told a story of how her dog kept passing gas, okay? And the smell was so bad, she was worried it might have some medical issues. So she compared it to rotten eggs, Ooh. which is really bad. So yeah. she took him to the vet to see if something was wrong. But the test kept coming back clean, so even the vet was stumped. They changed the dog's diet. They did everything. Nothing helped. Five weeks pass, okay? $7,000 later, she found out what was really going on. Uh-oh. It turned out her husband was the one laying all those biscuits. Oh, my god! And he was blaming it on the dog. She was <laughs> furious. She kicked him out of the house for the night and told him he had to pay half of the vet bills. It was her dog, apparently. So she was the one that was oh. dishing out all this money. My. So now he's got to pay for half the bills. And now she's sending him to the doctor, and she's going to have to change his diet. And now he's going to have the medical bills. I mean... Talk about being a little bit of an overachiever. Look, if the dog's got gas, it's like change the food and leave it. But then obviously, you know what I mean? Now here's the man having the gas. She's going to send him to the doctor? It smells like rotten eggs, Brandon. Hey, nobody's ever farted in front of you and it smelled like rotten eggs? Usually to me, that that's a sign something common. something's going on. You're eating something you probably shouldn't be eating. It smells like rotten eggs. Naturally, yeah. Like, it shouldn't sell, look, smell like a septic tank. Look, I worked with a dude who all he ate was pickled eggs, and all he did was drink bush light. Oh, gross. And those were possibly the worst. But it's like, is there something wrong with his diet? Probably. <laughs> but, I mean, you're getting out what you're putting in. You know what I mean? I bet his skin even smelled. No. Well, I don't, it's hard to say. It was too, you know, stinky from his left behind gas. Oh, that's so gross. It was pretty bad. And the poor dog. I mean, the dog can't even speak for himself. <laughs> yeah. Going through all those tests. I bet the dog's going to start blaming the guy now. <laughs> yeah. It's open mic Monday, of course. And our question today we've been asking is, where's the strangest place you've ever taken a nap? Do you want to go first or do you want me to? I want you to go first. <laughs> okay. Mine was, of course, after a night of drinking at the Alex Johnson. And I had one too many Heather Hendrixes up at the Vertex. I don't even know what that is. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh, my. You got to go and get go. one. We oh. might have to go after this. They're so good. But anyways, I think my friend and I had about 15 of those. Oh, my. Yeah. It was a record night. Wow. And we were just on a roll, sitting around the campfire, just having all kinds of fun. Oh, yeah. I guess it's not a campfire, but you know what I mean? Yep. But anyways, black out. Okay? I blacked out. <laughs> and I came to, and I was sitting on the stairwell inside the Alex Johnson. Oh, I don't yeah. know what floor it was. But I was like, oh my gosh, where am I? And then I finally figured it out. And then uh, I look around. I can't find my purse. It's on the floor down. So, <laughs> And then I'm like, where's my wallet? It was a floor up. Oh so here I'm, I'm going up and down the stairs. My cell phone was a couple floors down too. Oh I must have just dropped everything. I don't just... even know how I got there. I don't know where my friend was, but uh, I had a good nap there. Yeah. I mean, I've taken a lot of... I'm not much of a napper, but I've taken some naps in my day. 
But nothing beats a good airport nap. Oh, yeah. You know, like you're traveling, you're kind of tired. It's never convenient. Your body's thrown out of its routine. Sometimes you got to wake up earlier or something like that. Or maybe you're catching the red eye, whatever they say. And uh, so all of a sudden you get delayed and you're in a layover, some weird airport somewhere. Well, the one time we were coming back uh, from Mexico, and because of the weather in Rapid City, our plane got detoured over to Casper and had to land in Casper, which is weird. But nothing was open. So we landed at the airport, and it was not open. So we're literally just hanging out in one of their wings, just like hanging out. At least we weren't in the airplane. So everybody's like laying their bags down and kind of taking naps. I took a nap, and I can remember like laying there sleeping, and then I something woke me up, and I don't remember what it was. But I look around, and people were looking at me weird, and I'm like, did I just fart in my sleep? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. I still to this day don't know. But everybody's looking at me. Either I snored or something happened. Everybody's looking at me. I don't care. I don't know these people. <laughs> just went back to sleep. My husband's a sleep farter. It happens. You know, everything gets nice and relaxed. That's probably the only time that's ever happened to me. But... I'm just saying, naps at the airport, you know what I mean? It It's weird, right? Because you sleep really hard, but <laughs> when you wake up, you're like, you look around and you're just surrounded by strangers. You're on the nastiest floor ever. Because, I mean, really, what's the grossest floor you could think of? Probably an airport. Because you got feet from all over the world crisscrossing in this path. Yeah, it's pretty And nasty. I'm just laying on it. Yeah, oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder if you were yelling in way. your sleep, too. That might have been. <laughs> Get me home! This plane sucks! Where's my free nap? We've been talking a lot about sleep today. Where people have taken naps. We've gotten the yeah. toilet. Uh, we we talked about the airport. Mm-hmm. Somebody slept in an MRI machine. <laughs> I might be able to do that if you know, like, gave me some drugs. Yeah. I mean, I could probably do it eventually. It's not going to be where I'm going to go to take a nap. But yeah, maybe. A jet engine. Somebody slept in the... Yeah. I mean, maybe the rumble of the, you know, the motor, get you back to the womb, you know, yeah. Yeah. In the car. I've taken a nap in the car before. I've done it. I-90 straight, you know. What? You just take a nap, wake up in Sioux Falls. Those Tesla drivers, I bet they take naps like that. Yep. Anyways, since we're talking about sleep today, we thought we'd come up with a Roadhouse 5, top five sure ways to fall asleep. The Roadhouse. Number five. Ask a millennial to explain crypto. Put your right to sleep. <laughs> Number four, set the thermostat to a comfortable temperature, especially since that's as close to a 69 in the bedroom as you're ever going to get. <laughs> Number three, share a cocktail with Bill Cosby. Knocks you out every time. J-E-L-L-O. Number two, repeat a word that takes you back to a relaxing place from your past, like heroin finally number one top five surefire ways to fall asleep make sure your bed is warm comfortable and if you're dating amber heard free of any doo-doo the roadhouse we've all been there those moments where you just can't hold it anymore no you just gotta go yep well this happened uh last fall We're just hearing about it now, but a bunch of people were on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride at Disneyland Mm. back in October. It broke down, so they were stuck on the big boat for like 30 minutes. For the first 15 minutes or so, the music was playing, so they had to listen to Yo-Ho-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me, you know the song? Oh, boy. Over and over and over again. That wasn't the worst of it, Brandon. Employees eventually stopped the music, turned the lights on. No one could get off the boat, but one of the guests had one of those moments that we're talking about. Yeah. Where they have to go. Oh, yeah. There's no holding it. When that urge sets in, there's not much you could do. This woman, she decided to cop a squat (laughs) and pee off the side of the boat. So you could say her urine had to walk the plank? (laughs) True story. True story. And this was full in full view of everyone. Let me play a little clip of somebody that, of course, got out their phone. You have to. And made a TikTok video. And then this lady back here peed in the water. 
in the water. Cheeks out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Pulled her pants down in the water. In the light. The lights are on. <laughs> I love how they're like a bunch of bullies over in the corner picking on this woman for peeing off the boat. But I mean, do you blame them? No, I don't blame them uh, a little bit. I don't blame them too much. And I don't blame the girl because she got two options. She pees her pants. How embarrassing is that? Or you show your butt and you pee off the side of the boat. You know what I mean? It's like, hey. So what's ironic here is Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow on Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Yeah. So was this Amber Heard? Like, we get it, Amber. You don't like Johnny Depp. You gots to go. You know, when you gotta go, you gotta go. Hashtag me poo. It seems like I'm always injured, Brandon. Oh, yeah? I'm always in physical therapy. Talk to me, sister. <laughs> well, it's been almost a year that I dislocated my collarbone. Yeah. Collarbone. Boing. <laughs> Boing. Boing. That's kind of what it felt like, anyways. Yeah. So it's almost been a year that happened last June. I was in a sling then, mm-hmm. and I just got out of a sling now. Yeah. So it dislocated the collarbone. They weren't able to put it back, so it had to heal that way, which wow. was which not fun. Is noticeably kind of messed up. Thank you. You can Just see kidding. the you can no. see the no, thing sticking out right there. No, you can't. I can't can. even tell. And it's it's really sore right now. So they had to go in and do a procedure. Well, first I got an injection, mm. and that made the pain worse. It was oh, very strange. That's odd. And so he's like, well, I think we need to go in and get rid of some scar tissue. Let's go. So I had this procedure done by Dr. Harper. Nice. And I was awake for the whole thing. And it was cool or what? Yeah. The worst part was the numbing. That actually kind of hurt really bad. And then, uh, yeah, I got to watch it all go down on the wow. ultrasound machine. He held the thing there, and he, it looks like... It looked like on the screen it was like a big needle that was sucking scar tissue out. That's trippy. I know. That's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Wow. So they bandaged me all up, and I drove myself there and, and home. Well, that's nice, For a I surgery. Guess. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. That's weird, isn't it? Technology is so weird. I mean, you would have thought, what, 15 years ago? They'd have knocked you out. They'd, you'd have a big old scar on your shoulder. They had to lay it wide open. Nowadays, it's like, oh, just stop in. We'll knock it out real quick. You know, I know. Suck a little scar tissue. That's not a big deal. Not a big deal at not all. Not a big deal at all. Send you a bill. <laughs> I have one stitch. Wow. Yeah. That's and I was naughty. I took, I took the bandages off. I wasn't oh. supposed to yeah. It was getting itchy. I guess that's the answer to your question. And Why re- am I always in physical therapy? I remember well, them listen. saying, try to keep the bandage on. Just try. Well, I tried. Yeah, I tried. it's a good effort. And I go in tomorrow for the checkup to see if I can start exercising again. I know I have to do physical therapy again. Nice. So we'll see if well, I can good. get back in the in the gym with you. There's good positives to physical therapy, right? It, it builds you to being even better than you were probably before. Yeah. So good. Yeah, I know it can take up to 12 weeks to heal from this procedure. Dang, that's a long time. I know, but it can be faster, and he thinks that I'm going to be one of those Do fast you know healers. what 12 weeks sounds quick, right? It's not. It's, it's like not. three months. You know no. what I'm saying? Four, eight, 12. I was so into those classes at the gym, and then now I'm like yeah, going through withdrawals big they're time. They're still good. Um, I'll... Well, maybe I'll set up like a cardboard cutout of you. <laughs> Be like, you're doing maybe it all wrong, Maybe I can wrong, just go Amy. watch. You're too stiff. Anyways, if you're thinking about getting the 10X procedure done, definitely go for it. It's super cool, and you're going to heal right up. And it's supposed to be 100% effective. Nice. Like, That's I'm going to have no pain after this. I'm so excited. Amen. We all know that an older woman that chases the younger man is a cougar. Mm-hmm. And we just learned something very fascinating from Uncle Bob. We, we learned that the male version of a cougar is... Is a manther. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like it. I never knew that. Kind of like I don't a know panther. why. It never yeah. crossed my I guess I always thought of them as uh, like a sugar daddy. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, not all of them are rich, you know? <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. you know, you can't have a sugar daddy when they're broke, you know? <laughs> they better be very good looking then. Hey, you know. I'm just being honest. Yeah. Hey, everybody's got their own thing. Maybe people out there, unlike you, Amy, are after love. You know what I mean? It's not just about the money. You're okay? a manther, aren't you? Um, I am a manther. <laughs> Me and my wife are the same age, though. And Uncle Bob, you know, communicated yeah. with us off air that he's a manther as well. Yeah. I never realized my Aunt Bonnie is 10 years younger than him. Nice. Wow. 10 years is 
Not too bad. When you start getting older, I mean, if you're 18, 10 years is gross, right? 28, still kind of weird. Start getting into your 30s, though. All of a sudden, a girl or a guy 10 years younger isn't all that bad anymore. You know? It's more of a congratulations. Mm -hmm. You know? If you're 35 and you're dating a 25-year-old, hey, that's a good job. Way to go. Uh, Yeah. It's kind of gross at the same time. Keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. I just realized my husband's a manther. Yeah, he is. Wow. Yeah, he is. Get it, Douglas, you manther. I guess there's a lot of manthers out there. I think there's more manthers than cougars. Manthering? Manthering runs in my family. Does it? We're all older than our wives. Is it yeah. contagious? I think it's a it's a genetic thing. Hey, you know what I mean? We attract young, hot women. We can't help it. Is you know it a mean? disease? I don't believe it's a disease. No, but it is curable. It's a pandemic. We're in the middle of a manther pandemic. It'd be a pantherdemic. I've never had a DUI, but I've made some really stupid, idiotic decisions when I was younger. Looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, what a complete moron I was. I I mean, I never got pulled over for a DUI, and pretty much everybody I know has. So I got pretty lucky. Thinking back, I could have killed myself or somebody else walking or driving down the road, mm-hmm. but unbelievable that I did that. I highly regret those decisions, even though I got away with it. Yeah, I, I've i never gotten a DUI, and I'm, I am i can't confirm or deny if I've driven while under the influences, but I uh, I know that I've been pulled over a couple of times and uh, because I left situations, a bar, whatever, and, and I had been with people who drank, but I didn't drink, and so when I got pulled over, I was in the clear, but it never fails that time that you want to drive somebody home. They're like, let's just take one shot, Brandon. You're sober. We could, You could do one shot. I ain't going to kill you. And then that's the time you get pulled over and you're like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Then you regret it the rest of your life. Yeah. but Got to pay all those fines, go to jail or whatever. Yeah. And the one time that happened to me, I took the breathalyzer and it was like an 038 or something like that. So I was good to go. I was in the clear. Nice. But. Well, this woman wasn't that lucky. No. This happened in Portland, Maine. They posted these photos on Facebook over the weekend. This 26-year-old woman tried to drive her SUV down a set of stairs outside the police station. She, she drove through their garage, across a pedestrian plaza, and then back to the street. By She was trying to get back to the street by going down the steps. And then her SUV got stuck on the steps. <laughs> and she couldn't back up. She couldn't go forward. And then they go over and they're like, what the heck, lady? You know, mm-hmm. what are you doing? And she, of course, they find out that she's wasted. She told them that she was following her GPS. Well, take a left at the stairs. Watch out for the handrail on your right. <laughs> are you needing some motivation today? Always. <laughs> for your workout? Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe this story. Listen to this. Her name is Jackie Hunt. She just completed 104 marathons in 104 days. That's wild. What? Wow. Last month, there was a British runner that did 101 marathons in 101 days. (laughs) And I guess she's like, hold my beer. Or should we say hold my leg? (laughs) she's She's an amputee, you guys. She ran 104 marathons in 104 days. And she has one leg. That is absolutely crazy. How long is a marathon? 26 point something miles. Whatever. Yeah. But it's a di- it's a it's not like, "Hey, I went out and ran a mile every day." No. It's like it's a jaunt every single day. She's she like, really She's like the real Forrest Gump. One day she ran more miles than I've ever ran in my life. <laughs> Just one, and she did it for 104 days. That's crazy. Wow. I can I did a marathon once and I can't imagine doing No. that every day. It took me 104 days to recover from one. I'd be the water boy at a marathon. That's about it. Like, I don't think you'd see me out running, but absolute hats off. Amazing. As an amputee, I mean, if that's not motivation, I don't know what is. Here I am talking about how I'll never run a marathon. I have no motivation to do that. This gal did it, and she's an amputee to boot, you know? Wow. Wow. Absolutely amazing. Does that make you want to go run? No, but at the same token, it does make me want to go work out. We talked about this a little bit during the 6 o'clock hour, how there's a poll going on Twitter, who's better, Kid Rock or Bruce Springsteen? Of course, it went political, and then the poster went back on and said, no, 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 we're talking performing here, 
Who would you choose if you had the choice to go to a concert for Kid Rock, Bruce Springsteen? Which one would it be? That'd be tough. I chose Kid Rock. I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, I probably... Which really, music do you like better? I probably would go out to my car and listen to Kid Rock first. But at the same token, it's Bruce Springsteen. You know what I mean? I feel like currently, if I walked into a, a huge venue or a concert hall, right, and on one side of a huge wall, they were like, it's Kid Rock. Or you can go over here on this side of the wall, huge venue, it's Bruce Springsteen. You just got to choose, man. You buy the ticket, same price, doesn't matter, but you go left or you go right. What's up to you? You know, I don't know. I'd probably go see Bruce Springsteen. Really? Why? When's the next time I'm going to see him? I'll probably see Kid Rock again. You know, the boss is a legend. I feel guilty for choosing Kid Rock, but it's truly how I feel, and I'm sticking to it. I do think I'd have more fun at a Kid Rock concert. That's more my vibe. The, the, the Again, I've never been to either one of them, so it's really hard to judge. You know, I've never <laughs> seen either one of them live. What if Bruce Springsteen sucks live? I doubt it. Yeah. But, I mean, you know. We've been asking people to open mic and comment on our Facebook, and it looks like people are with me. It's Kid, Kid Rock. Rock. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to... By a landslide. I don't really think you lose in this situation, though. You know what I mean? There's not really a loss. But being that it is a thing and you have to choose, I'm going to go with Bruce just because, you know, it's Bruce. Yeah. Here's a poll for you. How many people are lying like you? We've been talking about how there's a competition on Twitter. Who's better, Kid Rock or Bruce Springsteen? When it comes to performing. Yeah. When it comes to listening to their music, which one you pre- would you prefer? I'm Kid Rock. I'm kind of Bruce. Are you? Oh, I, I think I, like, I'm with you. I'd listen to Kid Rock before Bruce Springsteen, but I think you can't ignore Bruce Springsteen. He's yeah, he's a legend. That's leg- why I feel guilty yeah. about it. Kid Rock's got some time yet. I'm just know? being honest. It's Kid Rock for me. But what other comparisons could we come up with? Why are they comparing these two? It's so odd. Yeah. I mean, like we said earlier, too, we said Pete Davidson and The Rock. You know, I mean, okay. It'd be like comparing maybe uh, Garth Brooks to Elton John. They're both legends. Two different styles. What about this? Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton? (laughs) I'm on the Paris Hilton on that one. (laughs) What about when it comes to national anthems? Okay. Roseanne Barr (laughs) or Fergie? (laughs) Well, you can almost throw me in that mix because I messed it up the last time. What if we kept it local? Mark Houston or Stitch from Hot 93.1? What, what, you know, what those are the two, like, you could compare them. Stitch is pretty good looking. Houston wants to be. That would be that. Or Dean Taylor, Chuck Norris. He's our Chuck Norris. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there are some weird comparisons you could throw up, like this one The Roadhouse or Bobby Bones? Pfft, Bobby who? Okay, today's mailbag. It's a very serious one. The letter's kind of long. It's from somebody anonymous, of course, and I don't blame them. So I'm going to kind of read it here. We'll take a little break, and then we can comment on it. Okay? Okay, Okay, so here we go. My wife of 10 years recently shared an Instagram message with me from a friend. She wanted me to see it, but as she closed the message, I saw her inbox on her email, which had a message from someone I recognized from her past. It was an ex of hers. So when she left, I opened it and saw several messages like, Miss you, you're beautiful, are you at So Said Restaurant, I'm here too. She responded to one of them with heart emojis and saying, how how are you, haha, what gave it away, the booth we're in, and stuff like that. Wow. I started shaking as I quickly read this, but our kids were both up in the living room So I held it together until bedtime when we were alone. So once we were alone, I asked about the messages. She and she looked like a deer in the headlights. Some background, he says, this person was the last guy she dated before we got back together and got married. We had like a six month break and then they decided they wanted to be husband and wife. So this guy and my wife went to high school together. She swears they hung out but didn't hook up. The last time she saw him, she lied to me and told me she was going to meet with her girlfriends. He had some suspicions. He checked her text. And this was back in 2010. Wow. And she never told him about it. And so he just kind of moved on. So I'm going to skip forward here. It says, so when I confronted her this time, I let her know that I saw the DMs from back then. And she thanked me for asking the question. And she said she was sorry it hurt me. That was it. She was kind of robotic about it. She didn't really answer in anger, want to argue about it or anything. She just kind of shrugged it off. We went to bed and she whispered, I love you, squeezed my arm, 
and then she rolled over and went to sleep. She unfriended him the next day, and it hasn't come up since. Did I catch her cheating? No. But why is someone who she supposedly hasn't seen in 10 years DMing? And why isn't she telling him that she's married or please respect that? She's actually messaging him back using heart emojis, heart eye emojis. Am I overreacting? Do you think they've been hooking up this whole time? I know she unfriended him on Instagram, but in this day and age, there are a million avenues of communication through apps and things like that. Please help me. I have two kids. Man, this is a tough one. A lot to unpack. Think on it a little bit. Open mic us. Leave us a voicemail. 605-389-3456. Help us help him. We'll be back. So a little quick recap here. An anonymous person sent in a letter about his wife DMing an ex-boyfriend who she dated. They went to high school together. And he actually caught her at a bar with him 10 years ago, never said anything, but now he finally found some messages. They've been writing back and forth. Even they were eating at a restaurant and the guy DM'd her instead of coming over and saying hi. See, that's kind of a red flag for me right there. I don't know if she's cheating on him or not, but if they were just friends, why wouldn't he walk up to the booth and say, hey guys? No, he secretly sends her a message. Boy, it's it's hard to say. What's what's your opinion? I think it's definitely wrong. Yeah, because he doesn't know about it. Yeah, he accidentally came across these messages. Yeah, if she's not having conversations about this guy with her husband, it's obviously a secret. She's hiding something, and I think that in itself is wrong. Well, and I, I've got experience in this in, per, in my personal life with both my old wife and my new wife. This kind of stuff has happened, and there's a couple sides of this, right? Some relationships are open, and they don't really care. Will Smith and his wife. Yeah, yeah. Whatever their rules are, whatever kind of boundaries they set up, that's them. And then there's the opposite end of it where it's like, absolutely not. You you can't have conversations with somebody else, especially the opposite sex, in a private conversation. It's one thing to be texting openly with somebody. Oh, hey, man, nice to talk to you. You know, whatever. How's your family? How's your kids? You know, whatever. Could be an ex-boyfriend. But it's on text, man. You know what I mean? When you slide into somebody's DMs, it's on Instagram Messenger or Facebook. It seems a little kind of secretive and kind of weird, right? Yeah. It seems sketchy right away. On the side note, too, I've had those conversations. I've had conversations with exes, and they were nothing. And so it's. But were you saying, like, you're so beautiful and things like that? No, no, I sure as heck wasn't. That's wrong. So, yes, exactly. But I do think I don't want to be in a relationship where. I have to worry about what the other person's doing. So I'm not, I don't get jealous like that. Now, if I stumbled upon it like he did, I would definitely approach it like he did. Hey, what's, so what's going on here? You know, and I'm going to take it for what it's worth uh, as far as, well, oh shoot, she's probably cheating on me. And the truth is she probably was, she probably still was. That's the honest, probably truth. But at the end of it, you know, you've got a relationship, and I don't want to have to worry space in my mind or my life wondering what they're doing behind my back. If I can't trust them, just go somewhere else. I feel bad for the kids because if she is cheating, she's not only hurting her husband; she's going to hurt the kids too. But yeah, it's yeah, I, I'm I'm on your side here. I think she I think she's probably cheating. She's yeah. cheating just going behind his back and messaging well, him. Yeah, what level of cheating is it? Was she actually out there doing you know the dirty or just communicating like they were is is a level of cheat yeah. for sure it's all hurtful well there's that if you have a mailbag question for us it can be any type of question doesn't have to be relationship any anything in life 605-389-3456 text or just leave us a voice message well it's cinco de mayo so we thought we would share some mexico experience stories yeah yeah because what happens in mexico does not stay in mexico no it ain't vegas no so here's what happened. Okay, I've been going to Mexico pretty much my whole life. I grew okay. up in Arizona, so. So she's right there. It's a hop, skip, and a jump. My parents had some timeshares, so my brother and I would go to Mexico with them uh-huh. often. And we were in Cabo San Lucas. Okay? Wow. And my, I think I was 18, my, so my brother was about 20. We were both underage, <laughs> you know, weren't supposed yeah. to be drinking, but we were. Uh, my brother had a sprained ankle because the night before we had been out at the Sammy Hagar bar. Oh, nice. We were dancing away and they had a basketball hoop in there. Oh. And my brother took a shot, sprained his ankle. Yeah. And we had to walk home on the beach that night. Oh. But good thing 
for the tequila. Yeah, that totally fixes everything. So next day, not feeling so good. Parents leave to go on another timeshare adventure. Yeah. Because you get free stuff when you sit through those meetings, right? Yep. So we're we're in the hotel room, and uh, I think we're probably drinking again. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> and he's like, I dare you to go stand out on the balcony and and yell, Sedote Grande Duele. Hold on. So this is like daytime? Yeah. Like afternoonish kind of a thing? Mm-hmm. And you're just in, so he's like, oh, there's, so there's people everywhere. Yeah. Walking around, tourists, yeah. workers, and you go out and yell, what? Sedote Grande Duele. My brother's like a huge joker, okay? Okay. He's always playing jokes on me my entire life. He's just funny. So, and, so, and of course, I'll do, I'll do that. So yeah. I go out on the balcony and... He doesn't go out there with me. No, you're all by yourself. And I proceed to yell, Sadote, grande, duele! <laughs> and my hey. brother is trying not to pee his pants. He's laughing? Yeah, you could probably hear him laughing down by the pool where I had yelled at. <laughs> all of a sudden, all the workers turn around and look up at the balcony, <laughs> and I'm just like, what? What? You know? Do you just even, having a good time up here. Do you know? Did you know what it meant? No, I didn't. You didn't know what it meant. And You're then my brother's like, it? "Do you know what you just said?" <laughs> what What does it mean? Big turd hurts. <laughs> In honor of Cinco de Mayo, we're sharing Mexico stories. Yeah, you heard mine. Can you beat it? <laughs> no, no, I certainly can't. But uh, on my in my first marriage, we went on a honeymoon down to. I don't know, somewhere in Mexico, Playa del Karma. I don't remember. Oh, yeah, beautiful place. It was gorgeous, little resort, all inclusive, took it all in. It was, it was a lot of fun, whole week, you know, of just having a good time, meeting other couples on honeymoons, just taking it all in. Well, at the same time, there was a huge group of probably over 30 to 50 people that were all like French. They were all, I don't know where they were from, to be honest, but they were French. They was like, oh, this is very nice to meet you. But the one thing that was nice about them is in their life, clothing was optional. (laughs) And so the women walked around with tiny little bikini bottoms on. Uh, That's it. Maybe a baggie. And the dudes, unfortunately, also walked around with tiny bikini bottoms on. And that's it. Maybe a leather wallet. And that was like all they had. And so it was kind of fun to take all that in. Wow. But And they were just the nicest, the funnest people. Like if you were by them at the bar pool or anywhere, you know, they were always friendly up to chat. You know what I mean? Like it was just awesome. Fun people to be around. But the whole week we didn't have like camera phones back then. I mean, we had the phones and they had the camera, but no, not like we do now. No selfie, you know, flip phone. I had a, a variety, one of those Motorola razors. Anyway, but, uh, <laughs> We started, I had started having her take pictures of me in places. I'd be like, ooh, take take a picture of me right here by this plant. And so I'd pose and she'd take a picture of me. She's like, you're so weird, whatever, random, whatever. And we're going and these are digital camera photos that we still had to go like take to Walgreens and get developed. So strategically, I wanted to take pictures of my surroundings and bring it home with me. <laughs> So when we get home and we get all of our pictures developed, there's all these weird photos of me standing by trees or standing in the beach, you know, with my arms wide open. But behind me, it was all topless women. Oh, my gosh. And I don't think anybody noticed it. The, the old wife didn't notice it until at the end I said, look at this. And I'd zoom in and or look at the camera, the photo when we developed it. And there it is. Topless girls. All ages. All ages. Like, you know, 20 to like 70. Just, wow it was weird it was weird and awesome at the same time but yeah it was a lot of fun i enjoyed it the big question here is were you wearing a bikini bottom you know i thought about getting one just while we were down there but my bikini line was not up to par with these guys <laughs> look at this dude oh no 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's thursday dummy of the daytime and we have a dummy in our studio, I mean, a special wow. guest in our studio. His name that, is Deary that, Knight. That hurts. Welcome to Studio 4B. Well, hello, guys. How well, are you doing? It's always my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I really appreciate this. This is pretty much the highlight of my day. Um, <laughs> we thought so. <laughs> so, now, dummy of the day this week. 
Oh, yeah. Or today, however you want to phrase this. The dummy of the day. This is dummy of the day. International. I knew it. Oh, I knew yeah. it, Brandon. Yes, yes. This comes to us from Scotland. Boy. 42-year-old Thomas Dangan. What? Thomas Dangan. He's 42 <laughs> years old. And they refer to him in this story as a topless Scott. Oh, yeah. By the way... What a great name for a band, the yes. Topless Scots. Yes. yes. Anyway, I digress. All so, female band. Yeah, exactly. I bet he's hot. Uh, okay. <laughs> Remember she said that. <laughs> I bet he's hot. All right. Well, 42-year-old Thomas Dangan oh, was at a filling station in oh, Scotland, yeah. and he got into an argument. He was drunk and got into an argument with his girlfriend. They were yelling at each other. It was getting out of control. He was yelling at her. He got so angry with her, he urinated on her car. This is nice. in like the filling station, right? They're in the parking lot. He urinates on the car. He urinates around the car, <laughs> opens up the passenger door on the wow. other side or the or the back door on the other side and urinates. He pees on a nine-year-old kid oh, that's in the back cool. of the car. So the woman smartly takes off. And this is like his girlfriend. Uh-huh. She takes off. He's drunk in the parking lot, yelling, screaming, the uh, people in the parking lot, in, in the filling station, rather, they're getting more edge. Like, what's going on here? What's going on here? They say, we're going to call the police. So he takes off running across the road. And it's not like a little two-way road. I mean, this is like a little expressway, right? Oh, boy. He runs across there playing Frogger. Cars are swerving to miss him. Good. Goes into the median strip. Comes back the other way. More cars swerving, running, stuff like that, right? Yeah. Someone from the filling station stops the traffic, lets him go across. By that time, the police are there. He takes off running, and the police find him a short time later, described him as a top, wearing topless, being topless. He is topless and yelling at sheep. Oh. <laughs> Why? Backpedal. He is drunk. Yep. Arguing with his girlfriend. Yep. Hot. Pees on the car. And pees the on the kid. Gets into it with people at the gas station. Runs across the street, not once, but twice. Almost gets hit by cars. Runs into a field and starts yelling at sheep. Do you get a more Scottish story than that? No, you don't. The man has taken the headstoggers. That's for sure. <clears throat> wow. Yeah, I'm also a little curious how he sustained the peeing. At that point, you got to figure he's Scottish. He's wearing a kilt. Right. He's got to be wearing a man skirt. He He's obviously running. wasn't wearing underwear under there. Oh, no, he was. He was He was traditional. I mean, either that was a really small car or he's got a really big bladder. <laughs> we need an update, Brandon. The people want to know, is there a baby yet or not? What's uh, going on? Did you get clipped? So, uh, <laughs> so the thing, yes, I did get clipped. You but did? The, you had the surgery? No, I did not oh. have the surgery. I, but that's the problem that we're having is because I got clipped. That's why we're in this situation. Oh, so I did unclipped, go, I guess I meant. Yeah, um, get the, the tubes, the plumbing hooked back up. But we went to the consultation, um, found out the overall cost in which it would take to do the surgery because I've got such a, um, an ele- you know, because it's so big. Dysfunctional um, downstairs? No. <laughs> no, I don't know. It has nothing to do with that. But uh, it's a lot more than we thought it would be locally. We found that, and if anybody is looking to get consultations into their situations downtowns, then it it costs about forty grand. Oh uh, insurance gosh. doesn't cover it, and we were like, I I remember I sat there, I said, oh, all right, and I looked over at the wife, and I'm like, huh, you I know, bet her heart just sank. That pretty much it rules that out, yeah. <laughs> so and it did. I she felt a little defeated. It was definitely a, a tough moment. But, you know, it's just a hurdle, so we're going to work at uh, looking at other things. Hey, maybe a trip to Mexico, see if they can hook it up down there, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I would dos, not recommend that. Dos huevos, you know, hook them back up. But, um, <laughs> huevos ranchos? <laughs> but anyway, but I actually, we did some research, and we found a place that possibly out of state, over by where my brothers live, so that was the reason we were looking there. That might do it for a lot less. There's just a lot we got to look into it. So that's kind of the status right now. You know, where who's going to be diving into D's? You know what I mean? Oh, wow. D's. <laughs> and how's Megan doing with all this? 
I think, like I said at first, when we were given that number, that's definitely just not that wouldn't have happened. I've been there, and uh, and the other hard part is it's forty grand. Okay, so you, what? It's like buying a car. Let's make some payments. Got to have half up front to get that surgery done. So well, okay. So we just decided to you know not go that route. So that was kind of tough for her, but knowing that there's still a possibility, looking out of state over by where my brothers live, then we'll be able to uh, be able to get them hooked up over there. Okay, well, it sounds like you're talking about a, like a machine or a car. Like, we'll just hook the spark plugs back up. It was it was actually really cool, the consultation. I mean, they were very nice, and they sat us down and talked with us and explained. Because we didn't just talk about getting a reverse vasectomy. We talked about, you know, in vitro fertilization, all the other options that there are out there. And all of them are pretty pricey. And none of them are guaranteed. That's the hardest part about all this is after 10 years of having a vasectomy, it really starts to fall off them working again. I mean, you're... You'll be fine. I'm in year 12, right? So, and and then even in the vitro, even if you pay for it, it's it could be 15 to 20 grand to get one cycle yeah, done. I've been there. And you doesn't mean that it's going to work. So it yeah. might be 20 grand a pop, three or four tries, you know just to get that done so those are the options well fingers crossed for baby brandon we're working on it little bearded baby Baby, girl baby bregan baby bregan bregan yeah bregan's not bad do you ever eat something before bed and you're like oh man i should not have done that um not really no really too bad i mean maybe if it's like a super spicy food but it i mean i'll be like wow i shouldn't have done that and then i'll pass out anyway be fine Hmm. You take some Tums or something like that? No, nah, I just deal with it. Just go to bed. Wow. You know, if you sleep on it, it's fine. Okay. I mean, I've had it wake me up in the middle of the night, a little, as you call it, boo-boo belly. Be yeah. Like, Ooh, those hot wings must have really been bad. Yeesh. Can't even make it through the night here. Yeah. But, you know, the don't big lose w- too much. The big one for me is sugar. If I have sugar before bed, I will get major Jimmy legs. Do you know oh, what really? Jimmy legs are? <laughs> when you can't keep your legs still. You, Jimmy They legs? get like a, like a tingling sensation on the bottom of the feet. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I have to move them constantly. Yeah. yeah. Drives me crazy. Restless Sometimes, leg syndrome. Yeah, I guess that's RLS. what it's called. I've, yeah. I've had it since I was a kid. Wow. Sitting in cars, airplanes. Oh, you just got to get up and walk around, jump around. Got to move them legs. Happens to my dad and my brother as well. Jimmy legs. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy legs sucks. That's funny. But they say to try magnesium-rich snacks like chickpeas, bananas, nuts, and seeds, or even dark chocolate before you go to bed, and that'll help you sleep. A little dark chocolate. My parents take a a shot of magnesium before they go to bed. Yeah, and it really does conk you out. Yeah, I don't know. I just when I go to bed, it's usually like, "Hello, I'm just I'm tired. (laughs) I'm going to bed." Well, the worst foods to eat. It's going to be a rough night for a lot of people since it's Cinco de Mayo. Spicy foods. Oh, shoot. Alcohol. Dang it. Fried and fatty foods. Well, I'm out. Acidic foods. There's, you know, everything. Mexican food. Carbonated and caffeinated drinks and large meals. See, thanks a lot. Are you Cinco de Mayo. Nobody's getting rested. You eat a large meal. How do you not go to sleep? That's my thing. I mean, even when you eat a good lunch, you always have the afternoon blahs because it's like, oh, my lunch was too big. I could take a nap right now. Eat a big steak dinner and you're tired. It's like, call me done for the night. I'm out. Yeah, but this is like everything Mexican food. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Tomorrow, people are going to be in really bad moods. Oh, yeah, they didn't sleep. They stayed up late partying because, you know, the margaritas hit them. You know what? What? We should test this out. Let's we see should. how many people call in sick tomorrow. Let's see. Yeah, shoot us a text if you called in sick. Because, we, you know, we just got to know. We don't, we're not going to rat on you. No. We can use Marianne. Oh. <laughs> she, she will know everybody that called in sick today or tomorrow. And right. we can be like, how many people are there? And is it more than normal? Yeah. I like it. The spicy foods, man, they'll take you down. They'll take yep. down your company. One burrito and you'll never fall asleep again. One burrito at a time. One taquito at a time. One margarita at a time. No more happy hours than on the border. I am highly shocked by this study, Brandon. Okay. okay, talk to me about it. I'm not sure if I believe this, or maybe I do. Okay. Women over 40 are as bad as teenagers now, apparently. All right. A new poll of women between 40 and 60 found hmm. they spend 24% of their waking hours thinking about SEX. Ooh. Nice. Way to go, ladies. You know, now that I think of it, 
It might be kind of true. Oh, really? Because I don't even think I do that, and I'm not in my 40s. What would you do if I was thinking about it right now while we're having this conversation? Uh, Does that gross you out? No, I don't think nothing. That's fine. You think about it, keep those thoughts over there, and we're good to go. You mean I'm thinking about Douglas and I right now. That doesn't bother you? No, not at all. You, I hope Douglas is really getting at it. You know, <laughs> and That's all you. That is all you. You keep those thoughts to yourself. You keep all the details to you. You know, you do that. You, you, you. You know, it's good. I'm glad. <laughs> this is another interesting fact they found. It asked women to name the most sexually satisfying decade of their lives. Hmm. And half of the women in their 50s said it was in their 30s. All so right. it's in the past for me. Well. Good old Megan. <laughs> She's the one wanting to make a baby. Oh, I'm giving it. Trust me. She's having the time <laughs> of her life. Now, in naughty news. Okay. A separate survey by the company Adam and Eve. Mm-hmm. They looked at the most popular positions in 2022. Missionary. Yep. <laughs> and then followed by the good old uh, puppy dog. Puppy dog. And then the good old yeehaw cowgirl. I don't even know what that means. Rever- oh, re- oh. And then the reverse oh, cowgirl gosh. and spooning. Now things are starting to... You know, the Spooning's spoon, just being lazy. To me, that's lazy as well, and I always get a leg cramp. Hey, earlier we were talking about how women over 40, they did mm-hmm. a survey on these women, and they found that they think about SEX 24% of the time. Whoa. There's also a new survey that finds our favorite positions are oh. the mish, dog, the backwards cowgirl. Whatever. Wow. And Ooh. spooning, which is the lazy one. Yeah. Which raises the question, though. Mm-hmm. Who comes up with the names of these sex acts? Yeah, I don't know. Who does? <laughs> Especially when there are so many viable options here. Yeah. Just like the list from our Roadhouse 5. The Roadhouse 5. Top five things that sound like sex acts, but they're not. Number five, bobbleheading. <laughs> Number four, the deflated airbag. Um. <laughs> Number three, the Tallahassee snickerdoodle. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, hedgehogging. What? Wow, look at Sonic. <laughs> and finally, top five things that sound like sex acts, but they're not. <laughs> Number one, man bunning. The Roadhouse. Five. My son has been hooked on the movie Moana lately. Mm-hmm. It was it's made like several years ago, but he just discovered it. Well, I've never seen it in Maui. Okay. In the film, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson's voice. Yeah. So I'm kind of in love with it myself. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has it memorized. So we came across this website. You know, previously we did the Adele prank call. Hello. Yep. So we found one that's Maui. Oh, really? Yeah, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson's voice. And here's a couple of examples of what we have. Really? Hero of men. Blow dart in my butt cheek. That's my favorite one. Blow, blow dart in my butt cheek. We have a new employee here. Her name is Anna. I think we need to break her in a little bit with a prank call. She won't know it's coming. I don't think she'll get mad either. But I don't know. I don't know. She might get a little mad. We'll see. She's such a sweetheart. I kind of we'll feel bad see. about this. Maybe when it hits the blow dart in the butt cheek, she might kind of... <laughs> I know she has a huge crush on Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh, really? I want to see if she recognizes his voice. She'll be like, The Rock? Is it you finally calling me? <laughs> and she's single. All right. I'm dialing her up. You can actually see her from the window, too. Yeah. This yep, is going to be funny. She's just typing something right now. <laughs> Home Slice, this is Anna. Really? Hello? Go. What can I help you with? Blow dart in my butt cheek. Um, who is this? Hero of men. What is this? Not a guy-girl thing. I, you know. Can I help you? Blow dart in my butt cheek. Do you have the right number? I interrupted from the top. Is this a joke? <laughs> Cockamora. What? Cockamora. I don't know what that means. Blow dart in my butt cheek. You need to call a doctor. And women. Men and women. Both. I think I know who this is. Sorry? Okay, Dwayne. Cockamora. <laughs> okay. Have a good day, Amy and Brandon. Eh, I know, not every day you get a chance to meet your hero. It's time for a health adventure update. 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 
I had shoulder surgery, so I haven't worked out in a week. Man. And I feel really horrible. I miss my class. Yeah. I miss my class so bad. I cannot wait to go back. I go to the doctor soon and I can find out how I can ease back into the oh. weightlifting and stuff. That'd be nice. Yeah, we've been missing you. But I haven't really, I've been to the class uh, as much as I possibly can be, but working out and dieting all the same. And I'm really starting to round the corner. Like this last week, when I went on Monday, I felt like a hundred, like I'm like, this is the best I've felt in a long time. Like I felt really good athletically i felt good like bouncing jumping i was throwing the ball with my son and it wasn't my elbow wasn't hurting which is really weird why working out would help something i thought like an injury was but it just shows you how poor of shape i was in are you feeling different in your clothes are you losing weight clothes fit better the jeans actually fit instead of them being so tight it's not comfortable but i could use a little bit more and i think i'm just on the brink of dropping below 300 pounds, which I think I started at 310. So that could be a 10-pound loss, but I really feel like there's been some muscle gain and some fat loss. It'd be interesting to kind of see what the the change in my body, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I need to do measurements. I haven't measured myself in a while, you know, like the head, yeah, the, I haven't know, either. arms and everything. I need to do that. I wonder if there'll be a change there. I have pants that are starting to feel really loose around the waist. So yeah. that's exciting for me. I'm still... Yep you know watching the diet i did fall off of my diet a little bit after i had the surgery on my shoulder but yeah i just needed comfort food but i'm doing well now so still still losing weight just not able to work out yet that's good one thing i noticed too is i'm like on the last hole of my belt but i saved my belt i had back when i was thinner when i bought this fatter belt (laughs) and so i seen it the other day in the closet and it's ironic because it was buried and it kind of like peaked itself around a coat or something. I'm like, hey, there's my skinny belt. Like, hmm, maybe another 10 pounds. I might be able to throw that thing on, you know? Get back in the skinny Let's belt. Go. Grab yeah. that old leather belt that's smaller. It's time for our Tuesday teacher spotlight. And Brandon, you found an amazing story. Yeah, it's really cool. And I'm going to quote the first paragraph or the first couple of sentences on this because I think it's worded perfectly. It says here, it says, rarely do teachers know whether they make a lasting impression on students. And finding out they did can be one of the most profound rewards of all. And that's the truth, right? You teach kids, they're just kids. They go on, they move on to other schools and other classes. They're gone. And then all of a sudden you hear about it. Maybe they're a successful or maybe they reach out to you and say, hey, I got the promotion at work and it's all because of the stuff you taught me, the lesson I learned from you. You know, they finally get that later in life. Well, that's what happened to this family. And it actually kind of affected the whole family as a teacher. Mary Jacobson was teaching a young student, just fine and dandy. All of a sudden, 10, 12 years later, they hear an interview of a famous author on the tv and she's talking about her latest book and she's like you know i taught a girl with that same name do you suppose that that's her and uh so the son started doing some research on it and found out it for for facts it was actually that student and she had multiple books out and was very well known for her books and certain fiction novels and things like that um, and even on her website, she put a post out there thanking her teacher that introduced her to the Lord of the Rings. Really? And that's what kind of started the spark. And, and, and in that class, they went over the Lord of the Rings. And then as students, they had to write, you know, their own fictional kind of stories, you know, and make up their – just like teachers do. They make you step out of your box and do things with your brain you never knew were possible, you know. And that's what happened to this girl, and it forever changed her life. And then they did some further research and, like, rented all her books, went to the library, and got them off Amazon. And in one of the books, it says, this book is dedicated to my favorite four teachers. And Miss Mary Jacobson was on there. That is super cool. Just super cool. I mean, the, the student never reached out, never said, you know, thank you in person or nothing like that but the the person sharing this story is the son and the son says that the mom passed away in 2011 right after kind of finding out all about this but it's been amazing the relationship they've been able to build with this author just because of that that story and just the difference that teacher made in her life that gives me chills 
Teachers are amazing. If you have a teacher story you would like us to share, let us know. 605-389-3456. You can call or text. But thank you to all the teachers out there, especially today. It's National Teacher Appreciation Day. It's a feel-good moment. A shop owner placed a sign above his door that said, Puppies for Sale. Signs like this always have a way of attracting young children. And to no surprise, a boy saw the sign and approached the owner. How much are you going to sell the puppies for, he asked. The store owner replied, anywhere from $30 to $50. The little boy pulled out some change from his pocket. I have $2.37, he said. Can I please look at them? The shop owner smiled and whistled for the dogs. Out of the kennel came Lady, who ran down the aisle of his shop, followed by five teeny tiny balls of fur. One puppy was lagging considerably behind. Immediately, the little boy singled out the lagging, limping puppy and said, What's wrong with that little dog? The shop owner explained that the veterinarian had examined the little puppy and had discovered it didn't have a hip socket. It would always limp. It would always be lame. The little boy became excited. That is the puppy that I want to buy. The shop owner said, No, you don't want to buy that little dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. The little boy got really quiet and upset. He looked straight into the store owner's eyes and pointed his finger at him and said, I don't want you to give him to me. That little dog is worth every bit as much as all the other dogs and I'll pay full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 now and 50 cents a month until I have him paid for. The shop owner countered, You really don't want to buy this dog. He's never going to be able to run and jump and play with you like the other puppies. To his surprise, the little boy reached down and rolled up his pant leg to reveal a badly twisted, crippled left leg supported by a big metal brace. He looked up at the shop owner and softly replied, Well, I don't run so well myself, and the little puppy will need someone who understands. And that's a feel-good moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones, produced by Mark Houston, engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.